platform. absolutely on fire with rage and anger against the Israelis for what they have done to the Palestinian people. And if you've been listening to Eurofolk Radio for any length of time, you know that Hamas is a creation of the Israeli state, and it's just a boogeyman that they use to start wars and justify revenge and you know retaliational strikes against the Palestinian people. But the world is on fire with anti-Jewish sentiment. We've been predicting this would happen. It's starting to happen. It's a great thing. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Eli. I'm doing very good. And as you say, and, but this is, uh, as you said, Hamas is a creation of the Israeli state by the Jews. But I get the Jews does this all the time. They create those different fronts and so yes. they can impose laws for the law so they can claim persecution. You have the same with now this this would say used to work neo-Nazi movement where many of them are Jewish leaders in front. That's right. That's right. This, uh, the great uh, Skokie demonstration uh, by the Nazis <laughs> against, against the Jews was led by a Jew. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, Hamas. Yeah, it's a, it, ha- Mr. Kim Smith is absolutely right. Hamas is a means of getting people to donate to the Israeli state. <laughs> right? <laughs> Look, we're being attacked. Please donate to the Israeli state. Man, it's a good- I- yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's a, it's a, I don't know, they want some uh, some revenue on their investment, some uh, back on their investment, I guess. They yeah, invest some yeah. money and then get something back on it, I guess. They, they don't get enough, yeah, they don't get enough billions from America and from Germany and from other countries <laughs> donating to this butcher, the butcher state of Israel, pseudo-Israel. It is a complete lie, folks. Not, everything about Judaism is total fraud, and we're here to expose it. And the world is slowly catching on. And uh, I just want to, first of all, thank all of the people who have been donating to Eurofolk Radio. Uh, We need your funds to keep operating. Uh, It's it's easy to donate. Just go to ANP, which stands for American National Publishing, Post Office Box 41. I'm sorry, that's the old one. Uh, Post Office Box 3192, Harrison, Arkansas. 72601. Again, that's Post Office Box 3192, Harrison, Arkansas, 72601. I want to quickly point out the two latest posts we have on Eurofolk Radio. One is the Great Taking, how the Jews have orchestrated the fleecing of every investor who invests on Wall Street, an ex-insider has uh, just exposed a whole racket, how it is done, 
how the big banks eat up the little banks. And uh, he doesn't he doesn't talk about the Rothschilds, but he has a picture of the Rothschilds as part of his thesis. It's really great stuff. I encourage all of you to look at the front page and check that out for yourselves. And then also Fritjof and I did a, an expose of international banking and its relationship to Mystery Babylon and the eight beasts of the book of Revelation clearly demonstrating that that great whore of Mystery Babylon is, in fact, the fractional reserve banking system and how they use prostitutes to hook people, hook legislators and kings and queens and heads of state into their system by blackmail. It's a system of blackmail, folks, and that's how they hook. They use hookers to hook people with blackmail. That's how the system works. So I encourage you to listen to that when you get a chance. By the way, I won't be around for Voice of Christian Israel later today because I have a meeting in Springfield. And uh, I need the time to get up there. In any case, (coughs) excuse me, I need some water. In any case, we're going to start off with an article from Lame Cherry. And let me just post it in the uh, chat room again in case anybody missed it. And this, and we don't, we've been trying to figure out what the true reason for the assault on the Palestinians in Gaza was and has been. And we've come up with several good reasons. Number one, they have already started drilling. They found a huge deposit of natural gas off the Gaza coast. And so the, the Jews want to take advantage of that. And the, the, and the Palestinians in Gaza are, are in the way of their proposed canal whereby the Jews can mon- monopolize shipping from you know the, the Gulf, you know the, the Gulf of Aqaba, I think that's the correct term, uh, w- which they're planning on building through there, right through Gaza, right, and that will cut off the Suez Canal. All right, this is what the Jews have in mind, especially Bibi Netanyahu. Now, so please check out both of those videos when you have a chance, because they explain things the way nobody else can except us here at Eurofolk Radio. Now, in, in addition. We're we're uh, we're seeing that there's uh, worldwide protests against the Jews everywhere across the entire globe, and of course this is not being reported in mainstream Jew media. All right, let me just uh, quickly uh, from this is from Al Jazeera. You're not going to get the truth from uh, you know BBC, ABC, NBC, any mainstream organization because they're all run by the same Jews that are bankrupting the planet. But here from Al Jazeera, protesters rally around the world demanding immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Now, if you uh, Google or surf to get the uh, mainstream media position on this, uh, these demonstrations are pro-Israeli, not anti-Israeli, but they really are anti-Israeli. This is the more fake news from the Jews. Uh, you know, the Jews, uh, and here at Eurofolk Radio, we bring all the news the Jews refuse. And the heading here is, in our thousands, in our millions, we are all Palestinian. Thousands demonstrate in Washington, London, Berlin, Dakar. But if you te- check the mainstream media, these are pro-Israeli demonstrations, not anti-Israeli demonstrations. Folks, we are being lied to constantly by the Jews' media. This 
you need to inform your friends and relatives that this is really what's going on and uh, that the world is turning against the Jewish state and against Zionism. All these, uh, you know, the, the banker that did the, <coughs> excuse me, did the video on the insiders of Wall Street, he was an insider. He developed the, the system by which Wall Street operates, but he realized how evil it all was, so he left it, and then he made this video explaining how they fleece everybody with their Wall Street operations. You really need to look at that video. It is absolutely tremendous. It's a, one of the most tremendous pieces of work ever done on exposing the insider banking that's going on on Wall Street and around the world. Okay, folks, so uh, again, Eurofolk Radio is in the forefront of exposing all this evil. We've been in the forefront of this. We, we're ahead of the curve. We're always ahead of the curve because we know the Jews better than they know themselves. All right, so uh, that being said, any comment from you? Michael, at this point, before we get into the the, the situation here uh, at uh, in Gaza, yeah, what I was thinking about first about the one you spoke about the bankers and prostitutes wasn't that how the the first uh, what to say um, English uh, national bank was created by that the the, the Jews hired a, a a whore a prostitute that went around and slept with all the mayors <laughs> right. and everything and then. Right. Yeah, then they have to vote for that bank in favor of it. I don't remember Barbara. Yes. I don't know Bar- her name. Barbara Villiers. Barbara Villiers, right? Yeah, yeah. that's... Uh, yeah. Um, and what yeah. I read... Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. And what I read, isn't her diary in Rothschild's library? Uh, so that was one of my one of the comments I had on the um, with the as I said prostitutes uh, yes, with in yeah. banking and I guess as I said I think her diary isn't that found maybe in Rothschild's library. It probably is. <laughs> it's going to stay there. <laughs> uh, it will stay there until the judgment day, I guess. Right, right. However, there's a great book written about that. It's called Barbara Villiers. A History of Monetary Crimes. It was written by a, a Jew, an American Jew named Alexander Del Mar. And you can uh, search for that book online. It is available free online. And he exposes how the Jews have used prostitutes to hook uh, politicians and political leaders and blackmail them so that they can't uh, serve the people and must serve the banksters. Okay, again, the title of that book is Barbara Villiers. I'll spell it for you. V-I-L-L-I-E-R-S colon, A History of Monetary Crimes. It's a very illuminating book. It's about the creation of the Bank of England in 1694. Folks, you need to know these things, and you need to share this kind of information with all of your white friends (laughs) and relatives and even enemies, right? This is the type of information. In fact, I'll post this the link for that in the chat room very shortly. But just uh, quickly, you're listening to Speak Free Radio, simulcasting on Eurofolk Radio. And let's get to it, Michael. Let's uh, go to the Lame Cherry site and see what they have to tell us about what's really going on in Gaza. Yes, so making the Dead Sea under the state of Tel Aviv. So... It was my Red Sea straw that broke the Tel Aviv camel's back. As another lame sherry exclusive in matter, anti-matter, 
the lame Sherry is going to reveal to you why Tel Aviv's genocide regime has lost and put an end to a jury rule in the Middle East in the long term. And it will be another lame share exclusive in matters, anti-matter. Okay, First, it's not necessarily a long-term decline. I think it's going to be happening very quickly because Bibi Netanyahu has dissolved the Supreme Court of the Israeli state. This has angered at least half the people in, uh, uh, well, Jews. I don't think I want to call them people. Half the Jews in Israel. And uh, the ex President of Israel, uh, Ehud Barak, I think is his name, has come out and stated that there is a revolution going on in the Israeli state because Bibi Netanyahu has taken over. He's their dictator now, as if it was never a dictatorship to begin with. But anyway, he he has taken control of the Israeli state to the astonishment of many Jews there, okay, to the astonishment of many Jews. Uh, back to you. Thank you very much. So, let's go back to the article then. Uh, first, Tel Aviv has unleashed a war of Holocaust against Muslims. It is surrounded by Islam. It is now a nuclear walled state in which everyone hates them. Yes. That means from Russia to China. Tel Aviv is hated and that cut Tel Aviv off completely from the rest of the world by land. There will be no more uh, deals for our Iranian uh, pistachios in people dealing to Jews behind the scenes. Everything the Jews requires to live must be brought in by air and sea. Oh, kind of like Berlin, right after World War II, right? <laughs> the airlift. But there's too many Jews to feed in this manner with an airlift, and it's interesting that even, so what the Jews have done to the uh, Palestinians of Gaza, now the Arabs are doing to Israel. They're getting payback, folks. It's all starting to fall apart. Back to you. One comment that I think about when I read this, about this um, against um, the Itzalai, Kyrgyzstan, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to use yeah. Israel because that's something, yeah. that's us. Yeah. Yeah, uh, really. But isn't it Albert Pike predicted three world war, that the third yeah. world war would be between Christians and Zionists. Right. Well, so well, isn't, uh, this, a, yes. isn't yeah. this a part in that, that planning? Yeah, Christians and Muslims is that what he actually said. However, we know that the war, what his, his point was, what the, and we know that the war is being staged by the international Jew, right, to uh, to destroy their uh, you know their enemies, which are us, the true Israelites of the world, the Western civilization, and Islam. So they've been exploiting both us and them to fight against each other, and this is why they're exporting. Muslims from their Muslim countries into our countries to destroy us and uh, other races as well. And uh, you know, if you heard the uh, speech given just before we went on the air on uh, Speak Free Radio, that, that uh, legislator said exactly that, that the Zionists are using immigration to destroy the white race and European culture. Uh, so our politicians are beginning to fight back. There are people willing to denounce the Jews, denounce the Zionists, publicly 
in front of large audiences. This is a major change. It's nothing like this has been happening up until, I'd say, this year. I think this attack by the, by the Jews, by the perfidious Jews against the Palestinians, who they have been oppressing and murdering you know, since 1940 and even before 1948. People are finally beginning. Uh, we've had enough. We're not going to take it anymore. We're going to expose the Jew. That's what's happening, folks. All right. Yeah, please continue. Second, the Yemenis have accomplished the greatest lethal strike on Tel Aviv by its incentive attacks upon Tel Aviv shipping. Remember, the above Tel Aviv now must get all its needs from sea, as yet can never deliver enough supplies to this many people in the state of Tel Aviv. Oh, as you said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is this is very America America war strategy. The Germans tried to break London in World War II by cutting off, off sea supplies and almost succeeded. The uh, the Americans succeeded in the Pacific by cutting off Japanese shipping for all the goods. They did not target the Japanese navy. They cut off the supplies by sea, and Japan was crippled yes. this way by submarine warfare. Yeah, you don't need to physically attack the enemy. Uh, war is a, a product of bankers, Jewish bankers. And in order to maximize profits, they, they in addition to cutting off the supplies of the perceived enemy or the boogeyman du jour, they said, well, we make more money if we actually have a war and we can sell armaments to both sides, right? So they never stop at simply cutting off the supply of the already defeated enemy. It was Japan, as the author correctly points out. But they enticed, Roosevelt enticed Japan to attack Pearl Harbor, right? He knew it was going to happen because he's the one who set it all up, right? And then he blamed Admiral Kimmel, who had no, he had no knowledge of what Roosevelt was doing, and you know again the, a victim uh, was blamed for the you know Admiral Kimmel was blamed for something he had no knowledge of. Right, this is the way the Jews operate, folks. That's how they do things. We're all their patsies, but now the 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 roost that they have have created is beginning to fall apart, and the world. Is, is getting tired of this act, getting very, very tired of this act. But back to you. Thank you. So Western officials privately warn of uh, healthy attacks on shipping lanes will continue. At this moment, any ship bound to Tel Aviv is running huge increases in, in insurance rates due to being captured or sunk. When right. Yemen or Ethiopia sinks, uh, the next ship. This is the start of the Tel Aviv starvation, as no one is going to play uh, to ply those waters in trade, as it will cost too much. Costing too yes, much yes. in air deliveries, uh, black market extortion on land, and yes, by sea smuggling. The rich of Tel Aviv will have their five hundred dollar lo loaf of bread and not be able to afford <laughs> to eat it. There you go. There you go. As we've been predicting for many years now, that all of these strategies that the international Jew has employed to destroy us 
will, will destroy themselves just as Haman the Amalekite tried to have uh, the Israelite uh, Judahite man, actually the Benjamite man, hung on the gallows. The Yahweh turned the tables on Haman and he wound up being hung on the gallows himself. Folks, This that's a prophetic book. The book of Esther is a prophetic book. It foretells how the Jews will be strung up on their own petard. Back to you. Yeah, they're preparing the gallows for us, but they end up themselves in the gallows, exactly as in the book of Esther. Amen. Amen. Esther is not a Jewish book. They, the Jews have hijacked that book, pretending to be Israel, <laughs> pretending to be Judah. This is what you need to understand about the Bible. The Bible is not written by Jews. It was written by Judahites and Israelites, period. Two completely different generals. But back to you. This is very interesting. This is more than interesting. I'm liking this. Please continue. (laughs) Third is the environmental uh, catastrophe, which uh, is building us. The IDF being defeated by Hamas is going to pump seawater into the vast tunnel system to Holocaust Hamas. The lame Sherry asked, quote, what is seawater? And unquote. It is salt water. What do you think is going to happen when millions of gallons of seawater are pumped underground? The answer is it will create a dead sea under Gaza, which will leach into the region. That means fresh water, which is already a short supply, is going to be uh, saltanized in a uh, being worthless. There is not enough uh, de salination anywhere at any place to pay for drinking waters, uh, water to flush toilets, and water to ir- irrigate those parched land. Yes. No water, no food, no trade, and no state of Tel Aviv is uh, deader than a tire, which was <laughs> thought impenetrable. impenetrable. Yeah, well, the, the entire edifice of Zionism which is based on the fraud that the Jews are Israel, by which they have flummoxed the vast majority of Christians into believing that they are the Israel of the Bible, and training people, ignorant people, to support that brutal, bastard state of genocide called Israel. Indeed, this is the beast that deceiveth the entire world. Revelation 12, 9, folks, that is the beast, and the beast is beginning to expose itself. And throughout history, Michael, the Jews have always overplayed their hand. They have always overplayed their hand, and fortunately, they've had enough, they've had America and Britain to bail them out of the trouble they create for themselves. But now there is no country capable of bailing because it's global. There's no country capable of bailing out the global system. The Jews are simply going to bury themselves. And that process has begun. Back to you. Could that also be like why they want to get hold of Ukraine? So they yes. have that old Khazarian homeland back. That's, that's correct. That's correct. And even Bibi Netanyahu has even said as much. That's why, that's why they're genociding the Ukrainians as we speak. That's what that war is about. I mean, if you look at the global situation, how the, since the Jews control politics in every single country, even Iran, 
even North Korea, they control the politics there, that uh, these are all fake enemies, you know, the enemy du jour that the Jew has created. However, let me read Obadiah. Obadiah explains exactly what's happening right now and what the Jews have set up for themselves. And it's a very short book. And uh, the title of this book is Edom Will Be Humbled. The vision of Obadiah, thus saith Yahweh Elohim concerning Edom, we have heard a rumor from Yahweh, and an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Arise ye, and let us rise up against her in battle. Who's her? Edom, the Edomites, the Jews. Verse 2, Behold, I have made thee small among the heathen. Thou art greatly despised. Isn't that exactly what the website we were just reading from says? Yeah, they are smallest among the heathen, and they also say they are heathen. Yeah, they are the small, yeah. And then that little nation that creates so much problem. Isn't that what we're saying in Second, Est- Second Estra? Yes, exactly. The, 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 the full of, full of uh, trouble. The little country full of trouble. Right. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it always has been. But even before they pretended to be Israel and, uh, or Israel and became Israel, the, they've been trying to convince the world that they are the Israelites of the Bible. But nobody believed that until the Schofield Reference Bible started influencing major theological organizations, right? And the Judeo-Christians, all right? So that, that nobody believed that lie until the Schofield Reference Bible started teaching people otherwise, okay? So uh, the pride of thine heart, again, we're talking about Jews here, folks. Edomites hath deceived thee. Thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high. Well, they control the banks of the world. Don't get much higher. The banks are much higher than the churches these days. That saith in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? Right? Well, they're going to be the authors of their own destruction because of the pride of their own hearts. Verse 4. Though thou exalt thyself as an eagle, and though thou set thy nest among the stars, thence will I bring thee down, saith Yahweh. Okay, Yahweh has allowed the Jews to get so high that they are above every nation on the face of the earth. Any doubt about that, Michael? (laughs) No. No. Higher than any nation on the face of the earth. And then he says, once once you have nested that high, then I will bring you down. Okay, that process has started, folks. Let us rejoice. Verse 5, if thieves came to thee, if robbers by night, how art thou cut off? Would they not have stolen till they had enough? If the grape gatherers came to thee, would they not leave some grapes? Well, what what this is predicting is that when the process of destroying the Jewish operation, the people will simply ravage the Zionist state. They will ravage the Zionist state. And that's what this article is about, is predicting the ravaging of the Zionist state. That's why they need a place to flee to, namely Ukraine, should they have to. And I think they're going to have to. I think they're going to have to. Verse 6, how are the things of Esau searched out? People are becoming aware of Esau, Edom, and that Esau, Edom is Jewry. People are beginning to search this out, okay? 
How are his hidden things sought up? Verse 7, all the men of thy confederacy have brought thee even to the border. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee. Well, what does this mean? Well, all of the so-called nation states that are part of the United Nations, the European Union, all of these organizations that the Jews have created and confederated themselves with all these other countries are getting fed up with all of this violence. They're getting fed up with genocide. They're getting fed up with murder and assassination and bribery and blackmail. They're getting fed up with it. We won't take it anymore, folks. The world is waking up to Jewish fraud and Jewish genocide against the rest of us. Is it? Do you see that? Do you see, think that's happening, Michael? Yeah, I pray that will happen. That more that more people can speak about, let say, the Jewish question without being starting to shake. Because you mentioned the word Jew, and people start to shake here in Sweden. They will, they get very strange when you mention, "Oh, it's a Jew," and they they start to look very strange at you and and wonder, yeah. "Well, what do you say, Jew?" And they look and they yeah. look yeah. very afraid at the Jew. They are freezed. Yeah, yeah I hope right. that's good. Let it way sometime. Yeah, right. Yeah, just just yeah, just walk down the street and shout the word. Jew, <laughs> and see everybody freezes, right? That would be free. He, he said the word Jew. Oh no! What, what does he mean? Does he hate Jews? What's going on? <laughs> all right, verse seven. Okay, all the men of thy confederacy—that means the European Union, the United Nations, all of these organizations that they have created that through blackmail, assassination, murder, etc.—they're turning against the Jews now. That's what's happening, folks. We are at the very brink of the Battle of Armageddon. And because that's the only card they have left to play is to sick the Chinese against America. But the Chinese military is very disorganized. Every single officer in the Chinese military has gotten there by paying a bribe. To, to, to these people, these are not military men. These are pencil pushers who had enough money to purchase an, an officership. A oh commission. My. Right. That's, that's the reality of the Chinese army. Okay. I, I don't care how many billions of them there are. They're disorganized. And if they can, if they confront here in America, the militia, the armed militia of patriots with guns, we will mow them down like rats. Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. That we can read from history, too. We can have an example from. Uh, from when the Swedish army was facing the Russian army, the Russian army was probably, I don't know, it was four, ten times more than the Swedes, but the yeah. Swedes was much more organized. Today, the Russian just whoosh, fled. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly, yeah. And that was under Stalin, of course, right? No, no, it was, no, well, it was when, when we were in war, when we uh, oh, were okay. on the battlefields in the 70s, yeah. called, uh, uh, called the 12th. Yeah. Well, uh, Stalin tried to overthrow the uh, peninsula, the Swedish, Finnish, and I think it was the Finns in that case that defeated yep. Stalin's army. Oh, okay. yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. And they were not many, but they, yeah. they withheld. And also what I heard about Mannerheim, he did know who Finland was. He said, onward, sons of Ishakar. There you go. There you go. So a lot of our military men have history books, right? And they know that, that the history of Europe is the history of the 12 tribes of Israel. This is actually common knowledge among, you know, uh, uh, how should I, uh, lettered military men, okay? 
And so let's continue here. Uh, a couple more verses from Obadiah. And the men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee. You know, they have been pretending to be your ally, just waiting for the opportunity to knock you down, Israel. They that eat thy bread have laid a wound under thee. There is none understanding in him. In other words, a Jew is so arrogant. He doesn't even realize that the world has turned against him. Verse 8, shall I not in that day, saith Yahweh, even destroy the wise men out of Edom? Are you getting the significance of this prophecy? And understanding out of the Mount of Esau. Well, when the rats begin to flee and get disorganized, they have been tremendously organized up until this point in time by indebting the entire world to their banking system. This is the organization. However, when such a corrupt operation reaches its peak, then the rats, the the lower rats underneath the top rats, begin seeing, uh uh-oh, there's something happening here. Uh, People are turning against Jews worldwide. Uh, I'm going to cash out and run. (laughs) The Jewish rats are fleeing the Jewish ship folks. That's what's happening, okay? Verse 9, And thy mighty men, O Timon, Timon was a city uh, in uh, Edom, shall be dismayed to the end that every one of the mount of Esau may be cut off by slaughter. Back to you, Michael. Thank you. Um, If one adds radiation, contamination, the entire projections become even more uh, scorched earth. The entire region will be dead. Oh, scorch earth. Isn't that a communist tactic? Right, right. yep. That was first use, I think, in in the Boer War. But I think many people believe it was done, that uh, that was done in in Russia. That was to No, it was the Boer, and that was something that the British developed. The British did against the Boers, yes. Yeah, they did. Fourth. There are all those Ukrainian, Afghanistan, and Gaza surface-to-air missile, which at this point have not ventured to the re- reality of knocking all kinds of jets out of the Tel Aviv skies from the uh, demarcation points. Literally, Tel Aviv policy along uh, with district of criminals arming the word with high-tech weapons has uh-huh. isolated Tel Aviv for a generation as this generation of terrorists will get more weapons and more deadly platforms to wipe out the supporters of Tel Aviv in their homelands. Okay, so supporting ISIS, actually the Jews created ISIS, right? But all these people are basically mercenaries hired by the Jews to attack their own people. Don't you think that at least some of them realize the evil they had done to their own people and now are just chomping at the bit to get even with their economic masters? Yeah, could be. I heard also that ISIS means Israeli Secret Intelligence Service. That's right. That's right. And Obama was their biggest ally. Uh Right? Yeah, okay. So here we see that uh, the best laid plans of mice and Jews are bound to fail. And we are witnessing, folks, we are witnessing the collapse of the global Jewish state. 
What a, praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. You're going to need it. Back to you, Michael. Thank you. It will become too expensive to do businesses with the market of Tel Aviv. Historically, it is interesting, in the Red Sea was chosen by God to destroy the Egyptian superstate by the hand of Moses, which wiped out her armies as Hebrews looted the land. The Red Sea adventures of the Yemeni patriots is the same key to the end of the state of Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv cannot fight a war for a year as it will even with looting the stock market in the skimming operation cannot bring in the supplies at any price that the people can afford. Very good. The state Hello, of- he's got it backwards. Uh, the, uh, the Jews are not Israelites. He's assuming the Jews were Israelites. Back to you. Yeah, then that's yeah. false. Yeah. Uh, the state of Tel Aviv is dead. The above exclusive yeah. assessment in the insights of by lame sheriffs, matter anti-matter proved this. No one else has noted this again, but the tourists will come along and make their plagiarized claims as they constantly do after facts are published here. One more is, thing. Are there any tourists in Israel? Jewish, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they they want to see the, their uh, pre- pretend native land, right? Yeah. <laughs> the New Yorkers, the New Yorkers want want to see the, the the holy land, right? No, it's the unholy land, folks. Back to you. Yeah, and and Yeshua Messiah cursed this place. Also, oh, it, it's man. a den of vipers. I think he said. That's right. Uh, That's right. Viper juice. One more thing. You know what uh, uh, fracking does to the geological structures in America in uh, weak zones? It causes earthquakes. There is a massive fault line in this region under Jerusalem. Mm. The mountains of Turkey are a fault line, and that all connects uh, to the fractures in what was Israel and Lebanon. Pumping water, blowing up tunnels, all stresses that fault line. In time, the Bible says a massive earthquake will appear on this fault line again, splitting that concrete block city. The Dead Sea is under the state of Tel Aviv, and Tel Aviv is dead already. Enough said. That's very good. A very hopeful prognosis for us. Very bad for the Jewish state. Very bad for the Jewish state. And uh, I think I said earlier, I think Ehud Barak even said that uh, there's civil war in Tel Aviv because uh, there's so many Jews opposing Bibi right now that there's no way he can hold the state together. He had to dissolve the Israeli Supreme Court because they were ruling against him, right? So he has become a total dictator of the Jewish state. And there are a lot of Jews, you know, I'm sure he's affecting the bottom line of Jews who have invested elsewhere, (laughs) right? Okay. And this is the problem. How do you keep all these Jews happy? You know, there were even Jews who invested in uh, in the Nazi Nazi state, you know, because they always want to make money off of both sides of every war, right? So uh, some Jews will invest on the other side, but they're going to be cut off by Bibi Netanyahu. That's why they they hate him, right? Because not all Jews invest in the same stuff. Right? This you can see that the greed, the greed and power mongering of the typical Jew 
and the powerful Jews, the Zionists, is going to be infighting among the Jews themselves, okay? So as they begin infighting, their power structure will collapse. And this is exactly what's going to happen. And you can also add to the fact that many, many powerful executives of investment banks have been resigning their positions in the last 10 years or so because they can see the handwriting on the wall, right? They can see the imminent collapse of this system because there's so much corruption that there's nothing can hold it together anymore. Okay. Uh, another one that I read, I don't know, have you read about that, that um, the company, this real estate, because every nation is an own company, that that one did um, just uh, finish, is, is went out just okay. recently. So the, that the nation of Israel, that company has, have, um, yeah, it has uh, ceased to exist. Could yeah. this also be one of the reasons why I have all this calamity down in 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 yeah Kyrgyzstan? It's a lie, whatever you want to call it. I want to use Israel on on that on that name. No, but- no, yeah, you don't call them what they're not. Okay, but uh, the video, the Great Taking, which is on the front page of Eurofolk Radio, explains all that. It shows the great number of banks that have failed. Okay. And it's it's very similar to what happened in the crash of 29 when the Jews took out all the banks that were not part of the Federal Reserve System. Okay, so uh, the same thing is happening right now. The top dog bank in America is J.P. Morgan Chase. Mm-hmm. And J.P. Morgan Chase has basically foreclosed on many smaller banks and whoever invested in Wall Street they have foreclosed on all of those people. This is even bigger than 1929, folks. It just hasn't manifested in suicide. People jumping off the buildings to kill themselves because they have become bankrupt. Okay? So when the this bankruptcy, uh, the, in this case, it's going to come back and bite the Jews. It's going to come back and bite the Jews because there's nobody left to bail them out. All they have is the Federal Reserve Bank and hyperinflation. That's all they have. And that's going to, the economy is going to keep getting worse because of that. There's no way you can hyperinflate into prosperity. There's no way. Okay? No, no, This is never. the dilemma. This is the dilemma they face, and they're not going to get extricate themselves out of it. They're going to keep getting exposed. More and more people are going to be demonstrating against Jew banksters and how evil they are, and there's nothing they can do about it. I don't care how big an army they can assemble. In fact, here in America, if they try, if they try to stage a civil war, and they've already, you know, they've tried by creating a left wing, a really uh, antagonistic left wing to the principles that America stands for. But the, and they've tried to arm these people, but they can't hit the broad side of a barn door. They haven't. They don't have enough ammunition. They don't have time to uh, practice. You know, go out and rage and practice. The, the American patriot will simply mow them down when that time comes. They will be mowed down, and America will, for the third time, destroy the Bank of England. We did it in the American Revolution. We did it in the War of 1812. The uh, Civil War was a draw. Then they created a Federal Reserve System by which they could gradually destroy America. But they have not been able to get rid of the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. Have been not been able to do that. 
And they won't be able to do it because over my dead body, Michael, <laughs> over my dead body. If, if any legislature, any legislator in America says, oh, we have to have to have an amendment to get written, they have to have an amendment to undo the first and second. You cannot simply vote it out of existence. All 50 states have to ratify the undoing of the Second Amendment. And any politician in any state who says, oh, I'm going to vote against the Second Amendment, that guy's not going to live very long. Okay? No. No. He's not going to live very long. All right? That's why it hasn't happened. That's why it never will happen. Okay. Well, Can I ask a comment? On the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, because if you if you don't have the First Amendment, yeah, that's yeah. we can say everybody. But if you don't have, but that's why also you need to have the Second Amendment to defend the First that's Amendment. Right, that's exactly. They are, they right. are linked. They are linked together. You you cannot just have one. Oh, right. freedom of speech. Yeah. But yeah. you don't have guns. You can't. You, you what? What matter? You can do nothing. Yeah, right. If you don't have so, and yeah. also one other point I was thinking about, as you said, with. The, um, because your second amendment and first amendment keeps up now, so you and me can do this, otherwise, we'd be in yeah. utter darkness. Amen. We Amen. would be in such a darkness if we couldn't, because that's that's what we are doing now. We we want to change the world, we want to make the world a better place, and that is a world without of Jews, of course. That's right, a world, in a world without Jews, <laughs> <laughs> would be much right. better. <laughs> the world we, we would be much better off. Okay, oh, and yeah. of course, because those of us who teach two seed line teach that the Jewish people uh, descend from Cain, and the Bible confirms that. Even the New Testament confirms that. And even Paul says, Edom, Edom will be destroyed, okay? That Edom is a vessel worthy of destruction. That's in the New Testament, folks. You will never hear a Judeo-Christian quote that verse. And was it okay. that from Paul's writing also? He yeah, said right. that? It was Paul, hmm? right. Yeah. yeah, it's either in Romans or Galatians, I forget which. But yeah. Edom is a vessel fit for destruction. He's talking about the Jews there, folks. Okay? So everything that, the, again, from the book of Obadiah, everything that the Jews have laid up, all their master plans, their secret codes, their secret societies, all of it is beginning to collapse. It's beginning mm -hmm. to collapse. So praise Yahweh. We are witnessing the demise of Edom with our very eyes. So we're very, very, very close to the end. Very close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Praise Battle Yahweh for that. Yeah, pray. Pray yeah. For doing that. And that is also, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So they, they right. have lived by this way always, and they will get it back. They thought they will not because they are so high in their skyscrapers and think they are untouchable. But come on. Yahweh is, he knows everything, so he has one way to snare them and right. then probably hang them on their own. Right. But even all of this is being staged for our instruction because Israel, true Israel, must be tried in the refiner's fire. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yahweh wants to know, are you loyal to me or are you simply a materialist lustful, paganized Christian who is only interested in success in this world. Followers of Joel Osteen, for example, the, the, the so-called gospel of prosperity, the gospel of personal salvation. No, the Bible is about brotherly love and we Israelites supporting each other against the enemy. 
That's what the Bible is about. And if you are not among those who are brotherly lovers, who uh, have organized against the Jew enemy, then you're not going to pass. You're going to fail the test, and you will not get into the kingdom. You will be counted as a Jew. I'm sorry. You will be counted as a Jew if you do not engage in brotherly love to your fellow Israelites. That's the bottom line. Okay? So we see in the book of Revelation, let's see, chapter 18, because this applies as well. The fall of Babylon, Revelation 18.1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. I think we're witnessing the lightning. The, The nations are waking up. They're beginning to see the light that Zionism and Judaism are fake. They're frauds. Beware the the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Pharisaism is Judaism, folks. Verse 2, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. What does it mean that it's fallen twice? Well, because the third beast, Babylon, is where the fractional reserve banking system was started. And that fell and was destroyed by the Medes and Persians. But there was a band around the stump that was Babylon, and that's a prophecy that Babylon will be reborn at some point in the future. Okay? That's Mystery Babylon, the global Jewish system of fractional reserve bank. Has, has it been reborn or not, Michael? <laughs> It's been reborn, and when I think about those, as you said, the stump, uh, the material of the ma- that was was uh, thrown around the stump was two of those, one of iron, one uh-huh. of br- of brass. Right. And that rep- for me represents first the Greek has to fall. That was the brass empire, and then iron have to fall. That uh, is the Roman, the Rome, Rome, and after that, yeah, yeah. then it started. Yes, and uh, that whole image of gold, silver, brass, and iron was destroyed by the rock that was formed without hands, namely Christianity. Yeah, Yeah, Yahshua Messiah and Christianity. We are destined to destroy that empire of the Jew. We are the ones destined to destroy it. And as Obadiah says the same thing. He said, uh, Joseph will be a fire, Judah will be a flame, and the Edomites will be stubble. There's going to be a great burning, folks. This planet is going to be set on fire. It has to be because all the corruption, you know, it's like uh, if your body is riddled with a fever, your body is actually trying to get rid of the parasites and, and microbes that are making you sick. That's why your body goes into a fever. Well, folks, the planet Earth is going into a fever. It's a fever pitch, and only a a high-temperature fever is going to solve the situation. It can't be done without violence. As you said, the Jew lives by the sword, and he will die by the sword. And that's what's going to happen. Okay, so you better stop supporting the Israeli state. You're supporting God's enemies, Yahweh's enemies, if you keep supporting the Israeli state. Hear my words. Read my lips. If you don't stop supporting the Israeli state, you will burn just like the Jews are going to burn. Okay? 
Yeah. Continue. And we'll take a break in a few minutes here. But you had something to say there? No, 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 Minas, as you say, you're supporting the one that killed Yahshua Messiah. It was right. the Jews killed him. So you're supporting them, and then the, you come before him in the judgment day, and you, you supported his enemies. What, yeah. what, do, do you think he would be proud of you? Or do you think, <laughs> oh, they are good Jews? No. Oh, are they no, good sir. murderers? Yeah. No, they're not <laughs> right. saying. Yeah, no, right. sir, thing. And that I get, uh, because I hear yeah. that a lot more now. People say, oh, the Gazari Mafia, they're the evil Jews, and then you have the good Jews. No, they're no good at devils. Yes. Beware of those who say they are Judah and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Yes, that's, that is the correct translation. That's the correct translation, and there's very few Christians who have ever read that verse, because their lame-ass bastards, pulpit bastards, will not quote it for them. Okay? So let's continue here. Uh, one, uh, one more verse from uh, Revelation 18 before we take a break. And he cried, this angel that comes down, cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, because mystery Babylon will fall as well, and has become the habitation of devils. There was. Yeah, it is. It is. And the hold of every foul spirit, child molestation, child trafficking, sexual perversion, homosexuality, how about Harvey Weinstein and the, no. uh, and the Jewish, what they call it, the, uh, the, the, the casting couch of Hollywood where every budding starlet has to be raped by a Jew, uh, a Jew manager you know, or, or a Jew agent before she can get a role in a major movie. It's, talk about foulness. Harvey Weinstein. Right. He's the one who started the uh, Me Too movement, but nobody in mass media pointed out that he was Jewish and a Mossad <laughs> agent on top of it. Oh, how about Epstein? A Mossad agent. Yeah, another Mossad agent. And the one that you see that other Jew, which is with, I don't know the name on her, that girl, the short hairy one. <laughs> That's a short hairy one. Yeah, yeah oh, but I don't Barbara, remember the name. Yeah. Barbara Spector? Barbara no, Spencer, not that uh, one. No, it was the other one. You've seen the pictures posting with him. Also, oh, oh, you mean? Oh, yeah. His uh, his cohabitator, the uh, uh, the heiress, the Jewish heiress, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was with Epstein. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I'm not sure if they got married or not, but yeah, she was her procurer. She was the one who procured the girls that were on the island of being raped and sometimes murdered by all of Epstein's clients, which included Donald Trump. Which included Donald Trump and Prince Philip, if I got the right prince, <laughs> right. one of those princes, Andrew. No, Prince Andrew was definitely a client there. Okay, talk about corrupting the entire planet, a, a, the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Let me have to quote verse three: For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacy until the system comes crashing down, folks. Until it comes crashing down. All right, you're listening to Speak Free Radio, and we're going to take a quick break here. And after the break, 
we'll continue with, uh, you know, a little, there's a little bit left of this article, and then we'll go on to the theme that we had planned, which is, again, how the international bankers impoverish all nations. How the international bankers impoverish all nations. That should be uh, totally understood by everybody these days, but it's not because it's not taught in the colleges, it's not taught in the churches, it's not taught anywhere where it should be taught back after this this uh, break.
All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Speak Free Radio, simulcasting on Eurofolk Radio. And today's subject is the demise of the International Jew Mystery Babylon, or global bankster, bankster state, and how the world is finally beginning to turn against them. People have had enough. They're fed up with being paupers, being pauperized by the super rich, the 99% being fed up by being pauperized by the 1%. And, of course, Speak Free Radio is a creation of Money Tree Publishing, where the, this great lineup of books, including my book, The Great Impersonation, is available, exposing the lies of history, the secret Masonic victory of World War II, Might is Right, and uh, a host of uh, World Communism by the Back Door, Adolf Hitler, the greatest story I've ever told. Told all the lies about Hitler by the Jews, Hellstorm, Exploding Middle East Myths, and such books are available. And of course, Henry Ford's The International Jew in the Name of Yahweh, and The Synagogue of Satan by Andrew Carrington Hitchcock. These are types of books available at Money Tree Publishing. Please avail yourself of this resource. Okay, thank you very much, and thank you to those who have contributed to Eurofolk Radio. You can continue to contribute to our cause by sending a check or money order to ANP, Post Office Box 3192, Harrison, Arkansas, 72601. Again, that's ANP, Post Office Box 3192, Harrison, Arkansas, 72601. Okay, let's finish off this article. From Lame Cherry, back to you, Michael. Yes, uh, but wasn't that done, article? Oh, oh did we finish it? Yeah, I okay. think I did finish it. Oh, okay. I did. Cause, yeah, because mm-hmm. I jumped over to the book of Revelation. And so, but we have another article that, uh, you know, actually we started uh, doing it last week. So, uh, why don't you start uh, reading from that and I'll catch up with you? Yes, so, and I. And let's start then. Okay. Uh, I'll let a little mark here. So, Joseph uh, Stinglitz is one of the most cited economists in the world. The former winner of the Nobel Prize for Economics and a professor at Columbia University. He was also former chief economist at the World Bank who, quote, resigned, and no quote, on the pressure from criticism he made <laughs> of the IMF and the World Bank. Ah, uh-huh. He was also a member of then U.S. President Bill Clinton's cabinet and chairman of the U.S. President's Council of Economic Advisors. His insight and criticism are worth paying attention to. He notes that, quote, The IMF likes to go about its business without outsiders asking too many questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Like a mafia organization then? Yep. There you go. That's what it is. Banking mafia. In the theory, the fund supports democratic institutions in the nations it assists. In practice, it undermines the democratic processes by imposing policies. Officially, of course, the IMF doesn't, quote, impose, and, quote, anything. It, quote, negotiates, and, quote, the conditions for receiving aid. But all the power in the negotiations is on one side, the IMFs. Mm -hmm. And the fund rarely allows sufficient time for broad consensus building or even widespread 
consultations with either parliament or civil society. Sometimes the IMF dispenses with the pretenses of openness altogether uh-huh. and negotiations, secret covenants, end of quote. Yeah, it's a secret cabal of Jewish bankers. That's what it is. I don't think the author of this article, and of course this is uh, entitled Structural Adjustment, Major Cause of Poverty, which is uh, talking about the IMF, the uh, World Bank, the Bank of International Settlement, uh, Settlements. Uh, you know, they're all based on the UN, okay, and which is created by the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. The 1%, actually I think we're talking about one-tenth of 1% now, okay? Because they're they're kicking out the uh, not their own ninety uh, percent, right? The, the system is collapsing, folks. Anyway, that was from Joseph Stiglitz. What I learned at the World Economic Crisis from the Insider. Back to you. Thank you. So in April two thousand and one, Greg Palace conducted an interview with Joseph Stiglitz, which was published in the British newspaper Observer and Guardian. The World Bank talks of, quote, assistance strategies, and no quote, for every poor nation using careful country-by-country investigations. However, as report, reported in the article, quote, according to insider stinglets, the bank's investigation involves little more than the close inspections of five-star hotels. It concludes with a meeting with a begging finance minister who is handed a re a structuring agreement pre-drafted for voluntary signature, end of quote. Uh, Stinglitz then tells uh, Palast that after each nation's economy is analyzed, the World Bank, quote, hands every minister the same four-step program, end of quote. Described in the article as follows, quote, one, privatization. Stinglitz tells Palace that some uh, pol- politicians were corrupt enough to go ahead with some state sell-offs, quote, rather than objects to sell off of state industries. He said national leader um, using the World Bank's demand to silence local critics, happily flogged their electricity and water companies. You could see their eyes widen at the prospect of 10% commission paid to switch bank accounts to simply shaving a few billions off the sale prices of natural assets. End of quote. And I, and I comment here, do Swiss bank accounts is something that every politician have. That's why they are secret. That's why you cannot see what is there, because then you would That's see right. how much do corrupt politicians have. And here, he said it here in the article. So, uh, yes, so absolutely. Uh, According to Palace, Stinglitz asserts that the U.S. government knew about, at least in one case, the 1995 Russian sell-off, quote, the Jewish Treasury view was this was great as we wanted Yeltsin re-elected. We don't care if it is corrupt election, end of quote. Mm -hmm. And number two, capital market liberalization. According to Palast, Stiglitz describes the disastrous capital flow that can ruin economics as being, quote, predictable, end quote, and says that, quote, when the outflow of capital happens to seduce um, 
spec, uh, speculators into returning a nation's own capital funds. The IMF demands this nation raise interest rate to 30, 50, and 80%. Oh. Quote. Of course, it's never gotten that. It has gotten close to 30% in America. Uh, under the Carter administration, I think interest rates went as high as 22 or 23%. And then uh, when Reagan was elected, he immediately uh, forced the Fed to drop it back down to, I think it was a reasonable, well, reasonable, well, to the extent that usury can be reasonable, which it can't. I think it went down to like 8%. Okay. And so and then, then the economy, American economy began to boom again. All you have to do is lower interest rates. But the, uh, the that's how the bankers make their money is by charging interest. So they, that's why. And I think what happened, you know, the interest rates in America and around the world were practically at zero for a couple of years. We knew that wasn't going to last, and now it's back up to 5%. And this, I think what they were doing is, again, suckering investors to come in and invest at 0% where, you know, the, 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 the commodities are cheap. But then when they boost the interest rates to 5%, then they couldn't pay off, they couldn't pay for their investments anymore, you know? So every time the Fed raises interest rates, many people go bankrupt. That's the bottom yeah. line. Okay? So they can buy it back for very right. cheap money. Exactly. That's the game. That's the game, right? And the stock market has been used to entice suckers for <laughs> how many thousands of years? That's how the stock market works, folks. That's how it works. All right, back to you. It's a big Ponzi screen. That's right. Yeah, right. And it's a swimming pool where people dive in to drown. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right? Okay. And All right, drowning in debt. And isn't Next. that something that Yahweh forbades? Don't gamble. Of and course. And stocking yeah. market is gambling. Right. And, of course, usury is forbidden. And also... Uh, uh, False weights and measures. What do you think inflation is, folks? Another violation of scripture. The Jews are constantly violating his law. They are not God's chosen people. They are pretenders. Back to you, Michael. Thank you. Three, market-based pricing. Paulus writes that it is at this point that the IMF, quote, drags the gasping nation, and no quote, to this third point, described as, quote, a fancy term for raising prices on food, water, and cooking gas, and no quote. All necessities, water, food, and cooking gas, this is all, you only do it on the one, the necessity, yeah. this stuff people can't get, get away from, and same with, with your gasoline to your car. That's right. Now, this process has been going on in the third world. We're talking about how the IMF and other big Jewish banks exploit the third world by big, giving them big loans, and whenever you have a loan, to a country, and the the politicians spend that money into circulation, there's a, an immediate boom, okay? However, when it comes time to pay back the loan, and all the politicians have spent the money enriching themselves, right, and creating the, uh, 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 not actually creating the infrastructure by which that third world country can prosper, then the people begin to starve, and that's what's been happening. Now, you won't find any college course about this. All college courses will tell you is, oh, white colonialists created all this exploitation of indigenous cultures. No, 
It's the banks who are doing it, folks. It's the banks. Please continue. Thank you. Point three, market-based pricing. Uh, wait, no, I read that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, down uh, these riots, talking about the riots. Yeah, there, the thank you. These riots, which yeah. the article uh, clarifies, are, quote, peaceful demonstration dispersed by bullets, <laughs> tanks, and tear gas. Right, there quote. you go. Yep. Yep. Cause a further capital outflow, a situation which, as Palace points out, is not without a, quote, bright, end of quote, side. Quote, forging cor- uh, corporations can then pick up remaining assets. In Romania, such as the old mining uh, concessions or port at fire sale prices, end quote. Okay, so this process of boom and bust, which is a deliberate policy of the international bankers, will certainly put out of business the smaller companies, like the gold and silver mining companies, for example, right? Or as he points out here, uh, port, uh, port businesses that do business you know, overseas. Well, th- those have been put out of business, and the bankers picked them up at fire sale prices. I mean, it's such a clever system, and the, the only reason that Jews are able to get away with this system is because they have paid off the politicians. That's the great whore, Mystery Babylon, blackmailing politicians to shut them up. To shut them up. Again. This is a banking mafia, folks. There's no better way to describe it than a genocidal banking mafia run by the international Jew. Back to you, Michael. Thank you. Point four, free trade. But a version dominated by, quote, rules of the World Trade Organization and the World Bank, and no quote, which according to Palast Stiglitz, likens to the opium wars. Quote, that too was about opening market. And a quote. He said, Palace writes that, quote, as in the 19th century, Europeans and Americans today are kicking down berries to sales in Asia, Latin America, and Africa, while barricading our own market against the third world agriculture. And a okay. quote. So, as we said last week, the Jew is the middleman of free trade. Okay, so rather than ha- allow local economics to work, you know, where a local farmer sells his goods to, you know, local towns and cities, right? No, the Jew enforces this system where you have to sell your goods to the middleman, namely the international Jew, and then they will turn around and sell the same product to your local store, right, which they forbid you to do, all right? The global system of trade, which is called free trade, is empowering the Jewish middleman. That's all it is. It's not free trade. It's a monopolization of the middleman by the middleman for the middleman. Thank you. Back to you. Yeah, so bracket. Note that while even President Bush will claim that we want rules based on global mechanism, the mainstream media often does not ask what the rules themselves are or whether they are most appropriate. And the bracket. Palace highlights Stigling's problems with the IMF, World Bank plans, plans that 
the article described as, quote, devised in secrecy, um, secrecy, secrecy and driven by an absolutist ideology. And yeah. Quote. Total dictatorship. Yeah. Total dictatorship by the bankers. Okay. First, they are not open to this, um, this discourse and dissent. And second, that they don't work. Right. They don't right. do any work. <laughs> oh, yeah. And their policies don't work. They're bound to fail, as we've been discussing all day today. Back to you. Uh, Palace writes that, quote, under the guiding hand of IMF structural assistance, Africa's income dropped by 23%. There unquote. you go. There you go. Oh, blame Whitey. Blame the white patriarchy, why don't you? Okay. Yeah, all you stupid liberals, you have been totally flummoxed by the international Jew. You better start waking up. Back to you. In a five-minute video clip, bracket, available in the transcript and the bracket, the well-respected Martin Kour, director of the Third World Network, notes similar concerns to Stiglitz and adds that rich counters are being um, hypocritical and aggr- aggressive by protecting their own industries while attempting to force open market of poor countries, selling artificial cheaper products in poor countries, undermining local uh, producers, promising more aid while real economic development suffers. Right. As, as part yeah, of... Well, so any, any, yeah, any liberal who thinks that the white man mistreated the Indian when we took over this continent, th- th- that's nothing compared to what the Jews do with their banks. Nothing. It pales in comparison to what the Jews do with their banks. Back to you. Thank you. So, uh, as part of a wider process of globalization, these policies, he argues, in another clip, bracket, two minutes, transcripted, and the bracket, creates a, quote, uh, straight jacket, and a quote, for poor countries in terms of policy, space, uh, to make their own decisions. No, nope, you can't do that. <laughs> Sorry. You can't be allowed to make your own decisions. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Please continue. Thank you. So, Africa Action, an organization working for political, economic, and social justice in Africa, is highly critical of uh, SAPs. Uh, noting that, quote, the basic assumption behind structural adjustment was that an an increased role for the market would bring benefits to both poor and rich. In the Darwinian world of um, international markets, the strongest would win out. This would encourage others to follow their example. The development of a market economy with a greater role for the private sector was therefore seen as the key to stimulating economic growth. End of quote. <coughs> Focusing on, on Africa, the article points out that the issue wasn't that African countries did not need um, corrective reforms, but rather SAPs were the appropriate answer. Quote, the key issue with adjustments of this kind, however, is whether they build the capacity to recover and whether they promote long-term development. The adjustment uh, dictated by the World Bank and IMF did neither. And quote. That's right. That's right. So again, by spending, by loaning money into circulation, that 
stimulates the economy, but only for a short time. All right? When the day comes where you have to start paying off the loan, that's when the economy begins to contract. Therefore, you have inflation and deflation, and the Jews know that this is how it works. The people who are subject to the system, oh, they take advantage of the immediate prosperity that's created by uh, you know, spending money into circulation, actually loaning it into circulation. But that only lasts a short time. And then when the, Jew, when the Jew decides to pull the plug, which he does, he always does, then the economy collapses just as they did in 1929. Same, same deal. Back to you. Same deal, and they will yeah. do it again. And but yes. the problem, people have this tendency with economics to ne- to never <laughs> remember this kind of stuff. Right. They never remember it. Oh no, it would never happen again. No, it can't happen here. Yeah. Ba ba ba. Yeah. yeah, they watch all these videos on how to make easy money, right? <laughs> there right. no easy way to earn there, money. No, no, there's no such thing. If you make it easy, it, they, they can take it away from you easy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. In these ways, then, the IMF and World Bank's encouragement of poor countries to open up for forging trade is too aggressive, arguing that these policies will help create a, quote, level playing field, end of quote, with rich countries is almost opposite of what has happened in reality in most cases. Perhaps one of the most serious affected is that these external policies indirectly undermine democracy and democratic accountability, not only of the IMF and World Bank, bracket, after all. If their policies fail, who are they accountable to? And or bracket. Oh, oh. Hillary Clinton, maybe? (laughs) Right? Right? Okay. Nobody. Nobody. Except except Yahweh, who will uh, judge them very, very soon. Back to you. Yeah, but as I think Mark Twain said, polit- politicians like a diaper. They get dirty, so you have to change it out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? But also uh, of the governments of the poor countries themselves who see a, re- a reduction in their ability to make important decisions for their people. In some cases, the more corrupt governments can use structural adjustment as an excuse not to cater to all their people. So what he's saying is that these banking policies inevitably corrupt every nation they deal with. And they always have some excuse for lending money. But what most people forget is the money you borrow has to be paid back with interest. Where are you going to get the interest to pay off the loan if all the money you have is the principal that you borrowed? You have to steal. Yeah, or make a war. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. You, but yeah. the, that was not created. That's a big. That's a scam. People don't know that yeah. the interest money was never created. That's so there's right. more people pay back, and they don't have the money for the to the interest. So yeah, it will be a yeah. chaos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an example I've used in the past is you have all these Jewish bankers in New York City, you know, filthy rich, filthy rich banksters. You know, Chase Manhattan, uh, 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 all, all these investment banking companies, uh, Goldman Sachs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, who was the uh, who was the Jew that built all, all the other Jews uh, with his, his scam? One Jewish scam after another. You think that any of these Jews would uh, open up a uh, 
you know, a free food joint, right? A soup kitchen <laughs> to, to feed the people that they've impoverished? No, that never occurs to them. That's how evil and greedy they are. It goes contrary to Jewish logic. They helping other. Yeah, it's contrary oh no. to their logic. That's not their logical to do that. They don't yeah. make sacrifices for this community. They yeah. don't do like spiritual work. They don't. They only think for their own their own benefit, their own sake. They are so egoistic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A- amen. They're, they're they're totally materialistic and aggressive in their policies because why? Because they are doing the devil's work, and the devil is not a compassionate person. Back to you. Yeah, um, because some of the poor nations are not as uh, aggressive in uh, privatization and other um, condition um, con. Uh, Conditionalities. Conditionalities. Yeah. I've never heard that word either. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) As as the IMF or World Bank would like, they face continual delays of debt relief. Well, of course, that's inevitable. You know, uh, basically, when you lend money to a country and they have to pay back the principal and the interest, they never have more than the principal that they borrowed. And as you said, they either have have to steal, beg, borrow, and steal from each other or other countries to pay off the interest, or they wind up be, being in a war or totally bankrupting themselves, right? Those are the only possibilities for the debt usury system. And it amazes me, Michael, that the average Judeo-Christian and even the average citizen doesn't see the logic of the argument that we're presenting here. They just don't get it. That's why it's called Mystery Babylon. They'll never figure it out unless they hear it from us here at Eurofolk Radio or Mr. Stiglitz or some article like this, which very, very few people read. Very few people. Yeah, go ahead. As you say, very few people read it, and they are are so sound asleep. So they... Yeah, I don't know. Right. They don't. They don't care. I don't know how they could be like that. So this is something also with their morality, I guess. That you don't. When you read, that you don't care. You just. Oh, why would I care? Something like that. I don't know. It's. Um, um, so I. Don't, I try also to understand why people, if they hear something that's so crucial like this, why wouldn't they care? But they don't. What does it matter to me? It doesn't affect me. That's mostly what I hear. This doesn't affect me. You know, yeah. this egoistic answers I get. Oh, they don't affect me, the Jews. They doesn't do any evil to me. Okay. I had enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, the, the debauchery of the international Jew against the rest of the world is simply amazing. Simply amazing. And yet people walk around like zombies. Oh, well, who knows? You know, it, it just happens all by itself, right? Pe- people are the problem. Yeah, you know, not bankers. People are the problem. Yeah, people are too stupid. They, oh, we can. Yeah. Uh, they are too stupid. They don't work too much. They don't. They don't work to yeah. give me more money. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, even there, you just said the magic word. They don't want to work. You know, the welfare state mentality has crept into all levels of society, or even where the white people of the world were the engine that could and built civilization as we know it. None of the young people of the white race want to work anymore. So who's going to keep up the infrastructure? 
It would collapse. That is the that it is the collapse. that is the fallacy with socialism. It is it's um right. like you tricking in the cows into the milking <laughs> pot and then you slaughter right. the cows because yeah, you have right. you endeavor the nations. You will be you have all the European nations will face the same. Yeah. If this and then you wonder why and you wonder why you don't have any milk. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Or, or the goose that laid the golden egg, right? Capitalism, folks, free enterprise. That's the goose that lays the golden eggs, and Jews are totally opposed to free enterprise. They want monopoly, monopoly capitalism. That's what the Jews want. Yeah, okay. they control all the corporations. You have to go into big corporations that they rule, so they also can put uh, muffles on people so they don't speak out against them. That's right. That's right. And that's what the, where the ADL comes in. They are here to silence dissent here in America. And I'm sure you have groups in, in Sweden and the rest of the world that do the same. Oh, yeah, yeah they are. But they're Expo. They're called Expo. Uh, Expo? Okay. Expo. There's also Jewish ADL, ADL okay. um, f- affiliates. They, they do the same uh-huh. thing. They write about far-right-wing conspiracy theories are in, in cahoots together, uh, blah, blah, anti-Semitism yeah, yeah. and all this bullshit they're speaking. And That's they want right. to edu- – and who do they do? They educate the polices. About this bullshit. Yeah, it is. Educate. It, yes. Educate. Bovine excrement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I want, let me read the side panel here. Oxfam International estimates that in the Philippines alone, IMF imposed cuts in preventative medicine will result in 29,000 deaths from malaria and an increase of 90,000 in the number of untreated tuberculosis cases, tribunals investigating, quote, crimes against humanity, take note. So the point here is that international banking, the fractional reserve banking system, is the greatest crime against humanity that has ever been committed, and it's an ongoing crime, folks. And nobody's doing anything about it because they're all afraid to speak up. And really, the politicians can't do anything about it anyway. So we just have to wait until the system collapses under its own corruption, as predicted by Obadiah and Revelation 18. Okay, back to you. Yeah, and I want to also point out with that, when you say that, it will collapse. and It would be pretty fast also because everybody, you listen to some people, oh, it will collapse gradually. No, not yeah. gradually because Yahweh said it would go like a stone goes in the water. Right, it, right. It's fast. That's yeah. very fast for me in a way. And, and Yahshua will come as a thief in the night. <laughs> it better be, <laughs> you, you better be observant. You better be, you know, better have one eye open when you sleep, Right. Because he's going to come as a thief in the night when you least expect it. And the Jews will not be expecting it because they don't believe in him. (laughs) All right. So, boy, are they going to be taken by surprise. Right. Okay. Yeah, but but they always put so much energy to ridicule him. How could he have not existed? Yeah. That's also I, I cannot understand that logic from people. If, if someone rid, ridicule Yahshua G- Messiah so much, but why do you ridicule someone that doesn't exist? He did exist. That, yeah. That's the logic. Right. Of course. Of course. But, well, because they know that Christians believe in him, so they have to ridicule him, even though they themselves don't believe in him. Although they do know he existed. I mean, the, the Talmud is full of admissions that he did exist. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they had to kill him because otherwise, as the verse says, let us kill the heir. 
Let us kill the air. That's H-E-I-R, not A-I-R. <laughs> Let us kill the air and steal his inheritance. That's what it says in the Bible, folks. Back to you. Yeah, thank you very much. So, this model of development whereby the North, bracket, or the developed nations, and the bracket, impose their conditions on the South, bracket, developing nations, and the bracket, has come under criticism by many NGOs and other groups, individuals. Perhaps the model need to be revised and approached from a different angles, as this Oxfam <laughs> paper suggests. No, yeah, but- it can't be, can't be revised or improved. It must be destroyed. <laughs> Yeah, and as you say, North and South, they, they always want to present it as the white man that is the one that take all this from the poor. No, it's not. It's not we. It's a Jewish banker does it. So he is a bit, uh, he thinks that it is the white nations, but we are not the one doing it. No, no, no. Yeah, well, they, whenever they commit a crime, they make sure that somebody else gets to blame. They're absolutely masters of this, of this technique. Yeah, blaming yeah. Every, blaming your enemies for your own mistake. Right, exactly. Hiring assassins and uh, and uh, hiding their connection to the assassin. Even George Herbert Walker Bush is implicated in the Kennedy assassination because one of his best friends was uh, one of the assassins. Right, Guy de Morenschild. Guy de Morenschild was a, a, a ambidextrous. Assassin. He was there at, at uh, the Daily Square or Daily, I think it's Daily, Daily Plaza, and he was the one who opened fire, hitting Kennedy in the back of the neck, and then everybody else opened fire, and there was a hail of bullets. There was a hail of bullets, and a bullet that actually killed, uh, hit Kennedy in the head, was fired by William Greer, the driver of the limousine, who was left-handed. I think he may have been ambidextrous as well who was holding the steering wheel with his right hand. He turned back with his left hand and fired at Kennedy's head and hit him in the head. That's the bullet that killed him. And that was a flechette. It was not a gun. It was a flechette that might have fired a, uh, you know, some kind of dissolving bullet of some kind. Flechettes can fire any kind of projectile. And so that, that, that even if it was a bullet, uh, they, they pretended that one bullet did all this damage. You know, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Utterly amazing that anybody believes such a story. All right. Yeah, those that believe the governments, you know, they believe yeah. fairy tales. You know, but if yeah, it, right. it's, yeah. that's their little, little oh, that's cartoon a, books. That's a conspiracy theory. Oh. <laughs> right? Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> that the government is good. That's a yeah. conspiracy theory. That's a conspiracy theory. If you believe they do good for you, that's yeah. a conspiracy theory. Right. <laughs> Talk about it. Yeah, I think yeah. you can see it on the on the when you see the videos on Kenny getting shot that you see that the, he like uh, go backward. You can almost you see it almost, and that they have something right. falls in right. that direction. Yes, yeah. Well, let me interpose here the parable of the wicked tenants. This is from Matthew twenty one, verses thirty three to forty six, in which the Jew is exposed as plotting the death of Christ. Verse 33, here another parable. There was a householder who planted a vineyard, and we are the vineyard, and set a hedge around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to tenants and went into another country. Actually, that uh, it's not quite accurate because Yahweh did not lend the kingdom to the, to the Jews, but he allowed them to take over. 
That's what he allowed them to take over in Judea. When the season of fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. And when the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another, again he sent other servants more than the first. And they did the same to them. So whatever Christian servant is sent by Yahweh to the Jews, they will murder him. And that's history, folks. Afterward, he sent his son to them, saying, quote, They will respect my son, unquote. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, Here it is, folks. This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. That's verse 38. And they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Who do you think this parable is about, Michael? Yeshua Messiah. Amen. And the Jews. Because there's at least 17 verses in the New Testament that say the Jews plan to kill Christ. There's not one verse that says the Romans plan to kill Christ. And Pilate himself washed his head, declared him innocent on more than one occasion, and then finally washed his hands of the whole situation because the Jews threatened to sick the, the, the Roman emperor on him for not doing the you know what uh, basically Rome had an agreement with the Pharisees to work together against the people of Judea and Pontius Pilate would have wrecked that agreement had he turned against the Jews and what did you say we have no king but Caesar that's, that's what they said that's what they said they don't believe in God they don't believe in Yahweh wherefore now listen folks wherefore the owner of the vineyard comes. What will he do to those tenants? Verse 41, they said to him, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their seasons. Unquote. Here again, the miserable death of the international Jew and all Jews put together is prophesied. Back to you, Michael. Yeah, in more than one place. Yeah, more than one place. Amen. Okay, so let's continue. True, in some ca cases, corrupt governments have borrowed money from these institutions and or directly from various donor nations and ended up using that money to pursue conflicts for arms deals or to divert resources away from their people. However, in most cases, that has been done knowingly with the support of various rich nations due to their own bracket, quote, natural interests, end of quote, especially during the Cold War. As Oxfam says, it would be wrong to hold civilians to ransom, ransom by placing uh, um, stingent conditions on humanitarian relief because of the way their government spends their money, end of quote. Furthermore, it has been argued that structural adjustment encourage corruption and undermine democracy. As Anne uh, Pettifor and Joseph Hanlon note, top-down, quote, conditionality has undermined democracy by making elected governments accountable to Washington-based institutions instead of to their own people, end quote. Mm -hmm. The potential for unaccountability and corruption, uh -huh. therefore, increases as well. Corruption breeds more corruption. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. 
Uh, as the article from uh, Africa Action above also mentions, quote, African countries require essential investments in health, education, and infrastructure before they can compete internationally. The World Bank and IMF instead requires countries to reduce state support and protection for social and economic uh, sectors. They insisted on pushing weak African economies into markets where they were unable to uh, compete with the might of the international private sector. These policies further undermine the economic development of African countries. And okay. quote. All right. So let me comment right here. To any liberal who has heard any part of the show, whenever the 1% tells us we're going to benefit the third world economically, this is what happens. They get no benefit. They get bankrupted. They starve. This is this is what liberalism liberalism is, folks. They suck the liberals into believing that these policies will benefit the third world, when in fact they simply impoverish these people even more. Back to you. Yes, this inevitably means that the poor suffer while the rich get richer. Oh, heard that one before. Yeah. See, no, no, no. vote the Democrats in because they will tax the rich. Really? Ha- has any government in America ever really taxed the rich? No, it's a lie. It's just a, a, a slogan they use to get votes. That's all it is. <laughs> Come on. You, haven't you figured this out yet, you liberals? Back to you. <laughs> Also note that the illegal drug trade has increased in countries oh. that are in debt. Yep. Bracket because of the hard cash that it is earned. And bracket, as Jubilee two thousand point out, growing such illegal crops also diverts land away from meeting local and imminent needs, which also leads to more hunger. Debt chain reactions and related effects are enormous. Racket. For some information on debt in general, see this website um, section on okay. debt-related issue and the racket. Oh, the nation of Colombia is a perfect example with the Colombian dr- drug cartels ruling that country and uh, increasing the poverty of the, the peasants who you know really can't afford or don't want to do illegal business but are forced into it. I mean, does, how does that benefit a country? It does. Okay. Yeah. All right. Isn't that, uh, Eli, isn't that also the same true with Mexico? Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, man. The Mexican drug cartels and their assassination squads, which, by the way, Barack Obama armed against Americans. I mean, talk about corruption. What, what do you call it? Uh, Operation. Uh, I forget what he. There was a name for it. You know, the, the mass media covered it very, very briefly, but it was an ongoing program where Barack Obama gave arms to the to the Mexican drug cartel. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that they would kill our border agents. So this is the type of presence we've had, folks. All right. Back to you. These policies may be described as, quote, reforms, quote, adjustments, and, quote, quote, restructuring, and, quote, or some other uh, benigning sounding term. But the effects on the poor are the same nonetheless. Some even describe this as leading to economic apartheid. 
Yeah. Well, well, here, here again, I have to interject because misleading terms. This is how the Jews have operated forever, making words have dual meanings. They know what the word really means. For example, what do the communists mean by the word peace? <laughs> that they want to enslave everybody. That's right. Economic slavery through communism. Yeah. That's what they mean by the word, word peace. So when a communist comes along and says, oh, we want peace, the, the un, unlettered person thinks, oh, man, well, take them seriously. Oh, they want peace. No. When they come down the street, they will kill you if not enslave you. That's what if they mean not. by peace. Yeah, that's peace for them. Everybody's a communist. Everybody's under their thumb. That is yes. peace for them. That's right. That's the only peace that they will ever accept, right? And this is how the Jews have corrupted the Bible by inserting words into the translations. They haven't actually ch changed the Hebrew words, but they've inserted false translations of words such as Jew for Judah, such as Gentile for ethnos, such as man for Adam, and the list goes on. Uh, there's there's literally dozens of words that the Jews have mistranslated in the King James and other translations to fool us as to what the true meaning is, okay? And false definitions of words. Word trickery is a Jewish technique, which, of course, the communists being Jews also have employed with communism. Back to you. Thank you. So, quote, the U.S. uses its dominant role in the global economy and in the IFIs, bracket, international financial institutions, and no bracket, to impose SAPs on developing countries and open up their markets to competing from U.S. companies. SAPs are based on a narrow economic model that perpetrates poverty, inequality, and environmental degeneration. There you go. The growing oh, no, 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 no. It's global warming. <laughs> that's what destroys that's what destroys the environment <laughs> can you believe no, but Eli it, yeah. it gets colder now it's, it's climate right. change yeah right okay oh yeah they had to cover their butts because the, it wasn't getting warmer was it <laughs> it gets colder so it's climate change yeah right okay restructuring yeah. folks reforms adjustments no it's genocide by nice-sounding words. Yeah. Liquidation is what the communist word was. We, we, we liquidate people. That means we kill them, we murder them, we exterminate them. They always come up with different words to hide their true intent. Back to you. Yeah, their diabolical... Oh. Um, Diabolical, uh, what do I say? Yeah, how yeah, they frame it. Yeah, well, their their lies are very cleverly conceived. Uh, you, you have a team, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the yeshiva full of rabbis who are working day and night, well, not day and night, daily, <laughs> <laughs> to come up with deceptive words to fool the people into believing a lie. Right? Isn't this a trick that Nachash used to Eve? You shall not surely die. You will become like us. We are demi demigods. But, yeah. Yeah, okay. She believed mm -hmm. the lie. Okay, there you go. Okay, right. let's take the last point then. The okay. growing civil society critique 
of structural adjustment is forcing the IFIs and Washington to offer new mitigation measures regarding SAPs, including national depth on economic policy. End of quote. And I want to make a correction. They said Jewish company. It is Jewish company. Yeah, right. There you go. Exactly. This is all well, Jewish. You pronounce you like a, a Jew. <laughs> right. So uh, I was wondering if I was hearing correctly, but it's just you, the, your way of pronouncing it, right? You, you, it's U.S., not Jewish, but you're actually right. Okay. It is the Jewish, the Jewish states of America. That's what it really is. Okay. SAPs. Uh, this is an interesting uh, acronym. SAPs. S-A-P's. They make saps. They make saps out of the borrowing nations, folks. I mean, it's 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 too comical. Saps. Uh, what does it really stand for? I don't know what it really stands for, but th- that's an interesting a- acronym, right? So yeah. So, but he says here, saps are based on narrow economic model that perpetuates poverty, inequality, and environmental degradation, which is exactly what the Jewish media constantly says they're opposed to right but they're not it's all lies jewish media is nothing but lies please continue yeah and i think sap means can it be structural adjustments programs okay probably yeah thank you yeah carol makes saps out of all of us yeah (laughs) right okay structural adjustment programs also very deceptive very diabolical I see it now. Yeah. yeah. Carol Welch. Okay. Please, please continue. Yeah. In a more cynical or harsher dis- uh, description, structural adjustments and other trade-related r- uh, policies could also be seen as a, quote, weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> there and you no go. Quote. I mean, isn't this article so right on point and telling the truth without apologies? I mean, I I don't think I've ever found an economic paper that is this truthful in explaining how the banks really operate and the true effects of money lending by the Jewish banks. You know, obviously they don't use the word Jew in this article, but they're so close they might as well. Okay, this really explains how banks operate, folks. Totally. I think I think I said so last week. You should download this article, print it out, and share it with your friends and relatives because this really nails it. All right, back to you. As Rai uh, Patel hints, uh, bracket, uh, commenting on the Doha VTO conference in November 2001, although this is different context, the overall aspect remains the same. And the bracket. Quote, a fertilizer bomb that kills hundreds in Oklahoma, uh, fuel-laden civil jets that kill 4,000 in New York, a sanction policy that kills one and a half million in Iraq, a trade policy that miserates um, continents. You can make a bomb of anything. The ones (laughs) ones on paper hurts the most. There you go. Well said. Uh, I've... Immiserates. I've never seen that word before. Uh, creates misery everywhere. <laughs> right. A trade policy that immiserates continents. Yes, the whole world. Yeah. Okay. And there was also- just, uh, the paper bomb of usury is the worst of them all. Even even more powerful and more deadly and destructive than the hydrogen bomb. Point well taken. Oh yeah. Uh huh. 
uh, and that was Rai Patel. They also make bombs out of paper. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right? Outstanding. Yeah, indeed, considering the following. Quote, according to the UNICF, over 500,000 children under the age of five died each year in Africa, in Latin America, in the late 1980s, as a direct result of the debt crisis and its management under the International Monetary Fund Structural Adjustment Programs. These programs require the abolition of price supports on essential foodstuff, step uh, reduction in spending on health, education, and other social services, and increase in taxes. In order to pay the interest on the debt. Yes. (laughs) That's how easy it is. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, Back to you. (laughs) The debt crisis has never been resolved for much a sub-Saharan African um, extrapolating from the UN. CF data, as many as 5 million children and vulnerable adults may have lost their lives in this uh, Bolithian continent as a result of the debt crunch. Okay, so it's white colonialism, eh? That's the true problem in the world? White colonialism? I don't think so. And this was from Ross P. Buckley, the rich borrow and the poor repay, the fatal (laughs) flaw in international finance. There you go. I had no idea until I downloaded this paper that there were so many good papers on this subject, (laughs) right? Yeah, but of course, you'll never hear this in the mass media, right? Because the mass media is owned by the same criminals. All right. Okay. Now, the, quote, welfare, and no quote, state has helped today's rich countries to develop. Amen. Uh, quote, yeah. the era of globalization can be contrasted with the development path uh, pursued in prior deca- decades, which was generally more inward-looking. Prior to 1980, many countries uh, uh, quite deliberately adopted policies that were designed to insulate their economics from the world market in order to give their uh, domestic industries an opportunity to advance to the point where they could be competitive. That's, called, that's called protectionism. And protectionism. America, America became the most powerful nation on the face of the earth because of protecting the internal industries of America. Right. Amen. The rest Amen. of the world would would have benefited had not the Jews destroyed our economy with the Civil War, because yeah. that would force other economies to catch up with our model, produce their own goods. When they can, you know, if they can make their own goods, then they can afford to buy ours. Right. Yeah. Back to you. And that all nations need is protect, to protect their own internal right. markets, not right. have open borders, free market. That is just bullshit. Yeah. That, that's, that's giving the bankers free reign in your country. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. All right. Uh, the policy of development via import uh, substitution, for example, was often associated with protective tariffs and subsidies for key industries. Performance requirement on foreign investments were also common. These measures often required foreign investors to employ native workers in skilled positions and to uh, purchase inputs from domestic producers as ways of ensuring technology transfer. 
it was also common for developing countries to sharply restrict capital flow. This was done for a number of purpose, uh, purposes, to increase the stability of currencies, to encourage both foreign corporation and citizen holding large amounts of domestic currency to invest within the country, and to use the allocation of price and foreign exchange as part of an industrial or development policy. End of quote. Okay, so, so by impoverishing the uh, you know, third world nations, this gives the corporations of the uh, first world an excuse to go in there and employ the, the impoverished <laughs> Africans, right? So there's a double whammy. First the bankers and then their corporations. Folks, you have been listening to Eurofolk Radio, simulcasting on Speak Free Radio. Stay tuned for the David Duke Show. You have heard the truth without apologies. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you.